to a bed with Stev. Episode 42 <laughs> Hello and welcome, A with Dev, episode 42 Numbers keep getting higher, world keeps spinning, we don't know why, life moves on So the point of this um, is to monument, what is it, what would you say Emily it is, is to characterise Document. Document our moving flat. Now, in the con- in the um, content of this segment, hopefully, context. the context you- during this segment, <laughs> the the bathroom fan that's been plaguing our ears and brains for eight years will turn off. You'll hear it. Hopefully, just stop. And I was going to put it at the end of one of our albums. Do you remember, Emily? It was going to be confession, though. It's going to have the fan at the end stopping. So I'm So deeply ingrained in our existence. And the trains. But it's over. It's the last night in a flat we've been living in for eight years. Tomorrow we're moving to the Swiss Cottagey, Hampstead, South Hampstead area. We've done all the boxes. Mm -hmm. How's it been? How many hours has it been doing this packing and that? Well, we started on Wednesday, right? And it's Friday night, so... Not it hasn't been that hard, though. No, no, no. hasn't been that intense. It hasn't even been a full-time job. Been, like, five hours a day for two days, say it. Oh, <laughs> the lights are flickering <laughs> and everything. All the rooms. Sorry, it's on? an audio podcast. I didn't know that, but it was, like, Monster Munch then or Monster Mash or whatever. It was, like, a horror film. The And... The the, the, light the light's the gone bathroom. out in the bathroom, so Tonight. it's ending, and the fireworks <laughs> starting for Diwali. This flat wants us out now. So it's uh, ten fifty p.m., and we're having removal men turn up at eight a.m., and we'll keep you posted when we're in our new flat. We'll do another segment. Last sleep. The last sleep. Yeah, I'm going to listen to a podcast though to occupy my mind, so I don't think about it too much. But I am knackered because I went out last night with Tony Milch and had a. I ate chicken for the first time in two weeks, which had a weird effect on me. And also the three pints of Guinness, I think. But yeah, you haven't eaten chicken. Oh no, we just we just had chicken. Did you not have one of those little nuggets? No. So I'm two weeks meat free. So you're two weeks completely meat free? Completely meat free. Wow. Why are you so are we well, I, mean, I would have had a I would have had meat for lunch, but you brought back a tuna sandwich for me. Yeah, tuna. Tuna. How do you say it at home, listeners? Because you're some of you in America, some in some in Japan, Australia, England. Do you say tuna, tuna, tuna? Not very interesting, that is it, Emily? No. You don't say but tuna. But it's one of those things that you know how sometimes I say, like, if an American were assuming what a um, English accent was, that's one of those things. You, you'd never get right because I didn't know. Tuna. Yeah, that you said it like, ch- like a ch, tuna. 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 
we're also doing a segment here because there's no TV. Everything's been unplugged. Everything's un- been zipped up. Tomorrow's Halloween, which we won't be recognising. No. The election is mm. in a couple of days, which yeah. we will be recognising. Yeah. So it's a big week apart from just our... Uh... Oh, and it's also... There's fireworks going on, which means it's... Diwali. Both Diwali and uh, Guy Fox night. night, which, you know, conveniently happen around the same time, which just mean like six weeks of fireworks if you live in this. Yeah. I mean, it's the clocks go back as well for no reason. That's Chris Martin's great-grandfather, isn't it? It's part of the establishment that decides that. We need to remove the establishment now. I think everyone listening to this will probably realise we might need to overthrow our governments. They're not helping us, are they really? Are you an anarchist? November 3rd is a big. It might be the first sign of turning the world around. And if they don't, I'm going to go underground and ignore all... Um, media and news even more mm. i don't know what i'm gonna do i might just try and live in like 1985 I just watch nothing but episodes of the amazing spider-man listen to nothing but my second wave playlist second wave album out now check it out i know if trump wins we might have to move to like martinique or something or go to- i don't want to be here i've told you emily's got a good gig in london that's why we're here we're seeing it out it's like being in a bunker isn't it everyone's leaving going back to the country they're from because they've had enough of these gammon-headed bigots in the counties around us reading the Daily Mail, picking their nose and shouting at foreigners, which is a distraction when the elections come around. So I'm hoping America does not fall for that. I'm hoping people are going to get out there and vote. This isn't a political podcast, but that's what's going on the next few days. It's very important, isn't it? For everyone's morale, people need a bit of a something to give people faith in humanity. Mm -hmm. It's not just that I'm a liberal or whatever... It's like, come on, let's just try and let's remove one narcissist pig from his position. If we, if we can't do it all at once, just get one of them out. It'll feel so good. It'll feel so good. But we're moving anyway, and we're going to have a balcony, and there's going to be a new show. Um, I might be revealing it here before I've even conceived it properly, but I'm going to do a Bev with Stev live. Live. Or I have a friend round from a different fucking household if I want. <laughs> Um, sorry, yeah. You've already revealed another podcast that you're going to do on here, which you haven't done yet. So I would, I would maybe slow down on revealing. No, I'll do that. We've had stuff going on though, so I couldn't do that. And uh, but it will happen that as well. But yeah, I'm going to do some activity from the new Mahoney in the Moment headquarters. That's all you know, and it's going to be a creative space. We've got an extra bedroom that we're going to make a studio. Right, you're going to turn right. it into a right little place. You're getting the new like Titanic two type boat to bring over half your Manhattan flat as well, and um, it's funny because when I last went into the new flat and I switched on the light and I realized how shitty the light is in the bathroom. I didn't care because the second I turned it off, the fan went off, and I was like, "That's all I care." Like your priorities change. Also, there's a light shit in this next flat as well. well. It's just like it's like a utility closet toilet or something where it's like you know you pull a string for the bathroom to go the light to go on. Um, we can figure it out, I'm sure. Well, it will be, we'll be revealed in the next segment when we're going to be in the flat. Or maybe it will be on the train after the removal men who've got huge anxiety about wearing masks. And we don't care, not that we're anti-COVID or anything, but everyone's just got... You've got to be able to breathe when you're carrying a bed up a flight of stairs, you know, just let him breathe and get away from him. And we're not carrying it, thankfully. But, yeah, he said that people were taking pictures of him and checking if it was over his nose and all this shit, right? Yeah. Emily's shopping for duvets. I'm, bu- I'm buying rugs for the studio. This is a big deal, this podcast, you know. We need your full attention. I'm sorry, I'm busy. 
winding down now. I know, I'm waiting for the fan now because the podcast, the segment's still going. Today has been the biggest day. Oh my God, it's so close. Wait, no, but I need, it. Yeah, I need to get your audio. Um, There's another train. Today has been the biggest day of packing, that's for sure. It's been a full day. Did a lot of boxes. Did the whole kitchen. 11 a.m. to like now. The fan's 20 minutes, well, isn't it? And I turned it off yeah, 10 minutes ago, so it's not going to end on this podcast. I might have the fan stopping <laughs> on another voice memo from four years ago when I was trying to make an album that was all about my toilet fan. Your toilet fan. All right, so... I was going to review the Borat film. We'll do that tomorrow. You didn't watch it, though, did you? It was okay. Four out of ten. Great. Guy f- Four out of ten? I, I thought you thought I was better than that. Uh, I don't know. I, I tried to watch, what, the first ten minutes with you. and that I had was a couple bad. of little... It was written for more than five minutes, I'd say. But I don't know about Sasha Baron Cohen. I think that the guy from Face Jack is funnier. I think he should come back. Terry Tibbs. Here's a clip of Terry Tibbs. Are you looking for a great deal on a quality used second-hand car? Well, come down and tell me too small, okay? 692, one for one. That's 692, one for one. My name's Terry, and I'll be waiting for you. Family cars. Talk to me. Luxury cars. Talk to me. Uh. So if you're looking for quality used cars at an affordable price... Talk to Terry. That's right. Talk to me, Terry Tips. I'll be waiting for you, because we got some beautiful models just then. Ain't that right? Right, is there any song we're going to play to um, see us into our new move? Um, yeah, how about something from the... Uh... Kylie Minogue. We're moving on to her street, aren't we? I was going to say Corner Shop, but yeah, whatever. Oh, I like Corner Shop, yeah. Lessons learned from Rocky 1 to Rocky 3, and I'm going to write lessons learned from Rocky 4 to Rocky 6. So here they are, Corner Shop. Bear. Bear. Over and out from this flat, Bear. That was the fan stopping in Mahoney in the Moment HQ. 
the uh, nearly nine year stint, Emily. Saturday night, we we it was raining. We moved a flat. We, I mean, I've never really done that. I've never had much possessions. How do you feel? I feel great. I mean, I feel run down, but I feel we're knackered. It does feel like we're properly working, which hasn't really happened for ages, has it? But I like I like getting going. But I've stopped now, and I had a lot of calories. I had a veggie fry up, which was all right. I haven't had a fry up for ages. That's our local cafe now. As we were saying in segment one, I've been pescatarian, apart from a bit of chicken this week, but there was like three weeks. There's no pork, beef, um, you know, horse or human at the moment, or ever really, the latter two. You feel how quiet that is, ladies and gentlemen? There's no cars, there's no motorcycles, there's no uh, trains, Mm. for one. I mean, there's no trains, Steve. There's a lot of kids trick-or-treating out there, but people were looking at me like I'm a human. That's because there's a lot of Americans around here as well, though, right? Yeah, there's an American lady downstairs who's made us cupcakes. Are we on a different planet? Did you see the cupcakes? (laughs) Were they in here? Yeah, yeah, they're in the kitchen. They're like Halloween-themed cupcakes with, like, pumpkins and stuff. I said to uh, mates recently, we're going to have to meet in a dogging car park if we want to meet for Christmas. But, you know, all this Christmas shit... Fuck Christmas. We need to get back to life. Christmas is just a dinner. I say fuck Christmas because that's becoming another conservative thing. Is this going to be the political podcast? Because I've just been reading replies to Bruce Springsteen's message saying, fuck you, Springsteen, go to Australia. We don't need Christmas this year. We don't need it. No, we need life back a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's a weird year, isn't it? It's the weirdest year of all our lives, isn't it, listeners out there? And I'm just a regular guy with a regular wife. Well, with a sensational wife. And I've been worried about moving into this palace we're in now. Do I deserve it? I think I do. I mean, I've had a hard run of it the last two or three years. You feel great. I've been struggling. I do. Yeah, I do. I love it here. At a certain point in your life, you just need a little bit more space. But I'm walking around with like the long hair and the hat on and the umbrella. And I'm like this English gentleman now. Because this is a beautiful area. Like these houses are pre-war and that. Mm. Like there's a photo outside of this street in 1906. I took a photo. I'll show you in a minute. Look it up to Finchley Road. Yeah. Yeah, this is a proper English area. That person is obviously an artist. They put a bunch of paintings on there. Yeah. Yeah. Like... And OAP passed me on the street and smiled at me, okay? That's because you're fitting that. That would never have happened. Yeah, that's true. It's a civilised area. feels like more like you're in London. Yeah. Whereas it feels like you're in a retirement home where we live in. I mean, I took some good photos in Cafe Nero the past couple of weeks of the traffic jams on the Zimmer frames that were happening. Mm. And, yeah, I was next to a woman yesterday whilst I was listening to the Springsteen album. And she kept getting up and she kept getting the spray and the, the the blue loo roll or whatever it was and kept wiping everything around her like you know for an ocd person like i've had ocd right but i'm not going to go around second guessing everything there's already too much to worry about right well it's easy for you to say though isn't it if you have i had, had to put my back to her just like you know when someone's just fidgeting it's like fucking hell it's your leisure time so yeah it's been springsteen time i've watched 100 springsteen interviews this week great album letter to you um, available now I'm selling it for him See I've agreed with him I think he needs you <laughs> No he's going to sell my album He's agreed He goes yeah I like that you've done A Born in USA type album So I'm going to sell yours The documentary came out The second wave The movie Directed um, Edited And produced by Emily It's on YouTube 
Smash it. Thing is with YouTube now, it's only going to have about 50 views or something, but then most of the views are on social media now. The point of this podcast is moving, but we did it so efficiently, there's nothing really to talk about, is there? No, I think it was very efficient. We're good workers. We're a good team. Are we? Yeah, because we did everything. We got every plate and covered it in that paper stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a system. We were doing the boxes and brown taping them up. You know, once you get going, that's the thing about now. We were going earlier, but we had to eat. If we'd have just eaten a sandwich, and uh, we could have just carried on. But do you, so much of it is put away now. You know, there's not, it's, considering we just got here. We need a couch and we don't have internet. And the guys were good. So I thought that they were, because the fridge was the heaviest thing. So you bought a fridge that was, you know, 400 pounds. It's like a, what's the, what's the hipster one? Knock off Smeg. Yeah, but Smeg. I reckon this is better than the Smeg. This is what make is this? Bass or something? Bush. 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 But not Anheuser Bush and not George W. Bush. Imagine if we got a George W. Bush branded fridge. That'd be all right. We must stop the terror. Now watch this drive. All right. But yeah, we tried to have some stuff in the bottom of the shelf, but it didn't really work. It's well heavy. And we're on the third floor here, effectively, aren't we, of this building? Flat five. Two flights of stairs. Right. One, two, three. Well, I'm giving the address. I mean, I could give them the address. Come round, you know. Nobody's ever going to go out and see anyone ever again. It's so... How are we going to do this? I mean, I'm I'm lacking. I need human connection because I'm good at it as well. That's what's fucking annoying. It's one of the only good things I'm good at. But yeah, anyway, so the fridge... They sort of said, oh, man, you know, how are we going to carry it? Up the blah, blah, blah. And then we took out the Guinness that was in it and a couple of other things. And then when we were here, he said, are you ready to do the fridge? And I was ready. I, I'd have done it. He looked nervous. <laughs> no. No, but I used to clean the fucking toilet when people had puked in Paddy Riley's and that. Or I, I was, was delivering nervous, fish and I... chips. Is that a full moon? Look at this. Can you see this? That's beautiful. I'll look at it in a minute because we're podcasting. Moon doesn't care. And you know when you're looking at the moon, that's probably the moon in like 1998. It's so far away. Oh, it's so bright and big. How do you know I look nervous anyway? I was just in... You looked at me and you smiled like... I don't know. No, I was ready to... Well, there's two other blokes. So it wouldn't have been like carrying the entire fridge myself. Look, you're going to take a photo like Instagram. No, I wasn't. I I had just seen something earlier saying something about the moon what kind of moon it was that was supposed to be the thing about that huawei phone that i did the commercial for <clears throat> is that it was all about the fact that you could capture in a, in a dark sky you could capture an authentic sky with just your camera phone welcome to the beginning of a new era rewrite the rules of photography with the huawei p30 series but the weird thing is photos are all right but you can't make it happen again you know what I mean? You're better off looking at... But life is like that. It's just been and gone. And you can't keep it. I'm getting on a bit or whatever. Approaching middle age, you'd say. No. Nah. You, when I'm reminded, when I meet a mate in the pub, of all this stuff that happened, mm. loads has happened. If you're 21, loads hasn't really happened. But now it has. But you feel the same psychologically as you do when you're 21. Because life is life. And the photo being taken 20 years ago doesn't make any difference, really. 
And then it has this emotion where some algorithm go, look what you were doing one year ago. And usually with me, it's just a gig poster. Mm. I'm just flogging an album or something. I think I said everything about the fridge. I didn't have to carry the fridge up the thing. We were talking about our own flat, blah, blah, blah. We're in the new flat. It's turning winter, listeners, isn't it? I hope you're all right. Have we got any advice for people out there that are really fucked off? What can you do? Listen to my playlist, the second wave playlist. I'm not just flogging my album here. But it was the influence behind the songs and it's well uplifting. If you're going out running or anything, you know, you'll know like 50% of the songs. They're from 1981 to 7. Upbeat stuff, which sounds like it's from another planet now, all those songs, you know. Oh, yeah, I want to tell you listeners as well, in keeping with Evelina, the Queen of Costa, and gosh, on the last episode, I've been going to this coffee shop for a year when I didn't have to go into London for my work. I wasn't expecting to have an interaction with this really moody girl that's in there. This works very hard, though. I've never really spoken to her. I tried to speak to her in the in the spirit of the area around here or just being a humane person, but she was never having it. But this time... I was in the queue and she's like, don't take away. Really high, you know. She's like, and for you. <laughs> I can never understand what I'm saying, what she's saying. And I've worked with a lot of foreigners the past few years. And um, she goes, oh, you're never And I'm like, what? Because I, I think she's cottoned on to the fact that people like me ain't doing the fucking COVID app every time. And like, I'm sorry, listeners. It's all, but, you know, I'd rather write down my phone number. But anyway, I said, well, since I'm writing this, I just want to say it's my last time in this coffee shop because I'm leaving the area. Oh, where are you going? And the face goes all normal then. And anyway, I gave her a Ferrero Rocher that's in my pocket that was for me. I said, there you go. I did say there you go. I just put it on the thing. And I went, I'm going to Hampstead and, you know, I'll still be in Cafe Nero or whatever. And the other guy was like, oh, where are you going? It's like I'm escaping. But anyway, that could have been my sequel to Evelina, Queen Acosta. Evelina 2. Shall I do it? So like, mm, I and I gave her the fur I say. <laughs> oh God! Then I sat down, and a woman <laughs> was spraying disinfectant all over my coffee. It was great. Are you leaving now? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. But this is the podcast. This is the this is the award winning Bev with Stev, the first episode here in Hampstead people actually talk to each other you know there's kids trick-or-treating that look like you know they've had their teeth done and get a good level of nutrition eat some vegetables they don't just live on turkey twizzlers so now we're gonna play um friend of the show you may remember the first ever episode of everstev was with the jack joseph band second time they arrived in the um crisp episode i think they were then branded as the jjb and uh, I don't think they've played live since that first episode of Bevestev. So it was the end of the band. So by playing the Found Instruments track now by Jack and his assorted array of um, co-creators, I hope I'm not ending this project's career. So here is the band Found Instruments. And I hope you find your way back to Bevestev 2020. <laughs>
welcome back. Um, Found Instruments is the band. A lot of people, I suppose, there's no comment on Found Instruments in particular, but having to create... Gorillas were ahead of their time because everybody's band is not really together at the moment this year. I'm currently on the balcony of our new um, home. Now, people say that a move is stressful. What I found particularly stressful is the new environment especially after lockdown in an area where you basically in a bunker for the whole of this year aren't you and now we're in a new space it's quite disorientating the actual move is quite mechanical so we got on with that bit and you know the whole move i found quite easy but the actual the actual new space you're living in i don't i think i've always just been drunk or in america or something or thinking about some girlfriend or something when i've moved before but this one feels quite significant. Uh, it's a bigger space. I'm currently on a balcony, so it must be better. The first morning waking up in a new space, surrounded by boxes, and um, the gardens are scarily nice, which makes me think we shouldn't even raise our voice. I mean, oh, hello. I know. That's oh, is she coming right. out? She might see us, and we have to talk to them because we're new neighbours. I mean, the neighbours gave us cupcakes. If that's it's not nice that she was American. I need Americans. Even though she's from Ohio. <laughs> she, she, she didn't see. I'm only joking. She wasn't. She was. She's been here for 20 years, right? So she's not like an American who's uh, whole of the 21st century, fresh off the boat. She might be able to be on the podcast and tell me about how society's declined really since 2000, doesn't it? So I was just saying in the last segment, I haven't even sipped this coffee yet or eaten anything, but I'm usually all right when I haven't eaten anything on this podcast. It makes me think, do I need breakfast? Because it slows you down sometimes breakfast. Because I remember I had a lesson at school, this guy who was a teacher who was all right, actually. And I remember I still feel bad about the fact that he saw me in a Morrison's car park about two years after leaving school. And he said, all right. And I don't think I replied and I don't know why. I've always been a nervous guy. I've always found it awkward interactions. So he was alright if you're listening. There's no way he's listening. Yeah, because our confidence emerged in my 20s. And yeah, it's now it's gone again. <laughs> but wait. So he was he was a new teacher. And he had... See how my memories come back for some reason sometimes. He was a new teacher. And he didn't know what he was doing. So he was basically making us read a textbook in the lesson. So he hadn't, he didn't know the information himself. But anyway, there was a lesson where, and that went on for ages, and he was actually having to give excuses to the kids. But he was all right, is what I want to say. I think his name was White. I think his name was Steve White, but not the drummer. No, there's two drummers called Steve White, isn't there? But anyway, Steve White. I wouldn't have minded being Steve White myself. Oh my God, that's so much worse. Stevie White. No. It's like Mr. Pink or whatever in uh, Reservoir Dogs. Why can't you be Stevie Humphreys? Well, I am him. I had to change the documentary listing because I had you a Stevie moment. I think that's how you said you wanted to be billed on the album originally. Well, I am Stevie moment. I am Steph Mayo. I'm Steve Mahoney. I'm all these people. That's probably the problem. But anyway, yeah, so this guy, I remember him saying, if you don't have... It was a lesson about food and nutrition. He went, listen, kids, if you don't have breakfast, and I went, you'll die. He went, no, Steve, you won't die. But... Maybe you don't need breakfast. See, I've always been quite funny. Yeah. And outspoken. Yeah, so I don't think you die, and I don't think you even need it, breakfast. So I'm chatting now. No coffee's fine to start with, and then you have something more substantial. If you want an enema. Why, don't, why wouldn't you? God, after what we had last night. 
Yeah, we had a bad Chinese last night and it cost like 50 quid or something. Fuck's sake. No more doing that. I'm changing. I don't want to have a Connery this year. R.I.P. Sean Connery. Fucking hell. Huge actor. Huge guy. Right, that's the perfect opportunity to tell your story about Sean Connery. The mic is yours. The year is 2003. It's a restaurant on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Used to uh, receive quite a lot of celebrity and public figure guests. And I used to wait on quite a few of them. Are you sure we haven't told this story before on the... I don't uh, know if we have. But even so, what you're saying about social media, we could just have this and, and put it on as audio. Then people won't listen to it, but you've still done it. Like our music. So, yeah, I used to wait on a lot of them because of um, the section I worked in in the restaurant. And um, Sean Connery came in one night. He was already the second Bond I had waited on. And You'd waited on Roger Moore? Oh, Timothy Dalton. Well, I've, I obviously met um, Daniel Craig, didn't I? Yeah, For like did. four hours. Played music in front of him, hung out with him. So we've covered three. Made him laugh a lot. So who was the first Bond you met? George Lazenby. You're missing a very obvious Bond. <laughs> Much more recent. Oh, so you've met um, the good-looking Irish one. What's his name? Pierce Brosnan. Tell me about that. I waited on him first. Change the episode. Emily meets Bonds. It's better than moving. He was... They were both amazing to wait on, but he was amazing to wait on because he was hosting this dinner party of about ten people, uh, Brosnan was. And, yeah, he was in, like, a white linen outfit, like, loose linen pants and loose white linen shirt. Like, he'd just come off the beach of, like, a a scene in in a Bond film. He was laughing and smiling. Everyone was loving him and the wine was flowing. But, um, yeah, Connery came in with his wife. Well, what else happened with Brosnan there? Nothing. Did he tip? Lovely and sexy and enjoyable to wait on. It was just, yeah. Were you flirting with him? Everything. Yeah, I mean... He's from Kerry, isn't he? He's probably my cousin. He was a big dinner party, so it wasn't like, um... There wasn't a lot of, like, one-on-one chat. Okay, we'll be back for part two with Emily Sean Connery's story. So Pierce Brosnan happened, mm. he paid his bill, he was funny, he was happy guy. Yeah. Then the same year, Atlantic Grill. I mean, I wouldn't think that either of them live anywhere near to there. I think we identified that Connery lived in the Bahamas, right? Or mm. did he just die there? He died in his sleep in the Bahamas at the age of 90, which is very good. I wouldn't mind. I'd, I'd take that. Wouldn't you take that, listeners? Yeah, so anyway, he came in for dinner, Connery, with his wife. Did you know he was coming? Was there a reservation? Gosh. Yes, I knew, yeah. So someone said to you as you came to work, Sean Connery's going to be here this afternoon or this evening. You find out at the beginning of the night who's going to be, because they seat the the important people in only in a couple of sections. So you find out at the start of the night which people you're going to have. So he came in, I think it was actually a party of five. They sat at this corner table with his lovely French wife next to him. And then a, a couple of friends. I remember it was, it was an odd group of uh, people. They had several courses, several courses. Small courses? No. So he was hungry? I recommended meals. They did starters. They Do you remember meals. what they ate? No. Would this it have been seafood? Yeah, it's a heavy seafood restaurant. So, okay. yeah, very likely. So, anyway. They, what were they drinking? They were there for hours. There was bottles of wine, mm. bottles of water. Mm. 
appetizers, entrees, desserts. We flooded the table with dessert. You always do that with the uh, with the famed. And uh, so we buy them all desserts, every dessert that the restaurant makes. Well, they've spent about thousands anyway. So, so you're, well, yeah. And you're thinking they're bringing money in. And they're seated in a place where the entire restaurant can see them as well. So that looks quite good. It, is that on purpose? Yes. Or? Okay. Absolutely. You seat the pretty people in the window and you sit the famous people in the corner so everyone can see them. But the famous people might not want that. They don't think about it that way. It's sort of like... Was he wearing a hat or... No. So it was open, it was obviously... It was very much Sean Connery. And and so this is like just after entrapment and all that. So he had grey hair, was he bald? Well, yeah, I remember Facial hair. He is an old man now, but he's still very attractive. He was 70 then. He was probably 73. Good looking guy. And I mean... You like Scottish men, right? Yeah. Yeah. We had good banter. He was really lovely. And you were dealing with him, not his wife or... Yeah, 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 definitely. And... um, You understood him? (laughs) Yeah. They were like other tables were enjoying them being around. They were laughing. They spent hours in the restaurant. And when it was time to leave, so there's like a long entryway out to the front door, Mm. which goes by the front bar. Was he drunk? Um, He might have been rosy. And as he was walking out, his party walked out first, mm. and uh, he called me over. He knew your name. He's a tall man. Yes, his tall. Emily. Man. Yeah. I'm not going to do the accent because I yeah. can't do the accent. Yeah. But just imagine it in Sean Connery voice. Yeah. He called me over, and he put out his hands to grab to grasp my hands. Both of them. So he he doubled one of my hands in both of his hands, mm. like a real loving kind of grasp. Mm. And so I put my free hand on the no outside hug. of his hands. No hug. No. So we were just holding holding hands in a loving embrace. For a long time. For a long and he said, Thank you for a lovely evening. He looked you in the eye. Right in the eye. It was like he was gonna kiss me on the cheek. And you'd have let him. Of course. <laughs> I would have let him let kiss him me kiss on the it. mouth. Let him kiss you on the boob. So then as he's doing it and I'm just beaming and I'm smiling, he looks at me with that like million dollar like just this grin across his face and i can feel paper Shit. inside my hands yeah and it's the tipping culture in new york city remember everyone and i'm thinking at that moment <clears throat> holy shit not only is well, it can only Conrad, be a hundred dollar bill the max there's no thousand dollar bill is there no but there could be multiple hundred dollar bills okay yeah but at that moment i'm overcome with the fact that sean connery has not just had a wonderful evening. He's greased you or whatever they call it. But he's telling me I made his evening wonderful. Yeah. And he's smiling at me. Yeah, and that's you know. worth a million. Yes. And on top of it, the icing on the cake mm. is he is also, you know. Do they call it grease? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, a grease is a bribe, but yeah. he's All right, he's not bribing you because he's a wonderful man. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this is just, this can't get any better than this. And, I, mm. and, and, and so, you know, you do what you do when someone does that, where you kind of slowly slide your hands away from theirs, because it, it would be uncouth to actually check and see what's, what they've handed okay, you and stuff the, like that. Okay, that's the strategy, yeah? Okay. And I said, oh, you know, I'm so, I'm so glad you had a great time. You guys were lovely. You were so much fun. You know, I, I'm, you know come back. Please come back. Mm. And, uh, and he said, we will. And, uh, you know, he slid his hands away and kind of, you know, gave me that sort of tap on the on the arm and, okay, bye-bye, and, like, waved at everyone as he's leaving, walked out the front door, and I'm just thinking, oh, God, what a guy, what a guy. Yeah. And I look down in my hand, and I open my palm, and there is a lonely $1 American bill. <laughs> Uno. 
But so how much should I mean it, it, hundreds. Know, we're not judging hundreds. him. It's just funny. No, but let me let no. me let me just let me say this. This is not me. No, no, no. I was so He just passed away. Emily's been telling this story since I've known her. I love this man. Yeah, I yeah, I yeah. it it actually makes a better story that yeah, he only be- gave me. It one is a better dollar. story because money comes and goes. It's actually better. And for all I know, he thought he was handing me a hundred dollar bill and like he fucked it up. I don't know. But as you've told me this time the experience of him looking at you and loving you and complimenting you is worth it. It was worth it. That money doesn't matter. That's what. That's the kind of learning for me. No. Even if he didn't give you the dollar bill, it's like he liked you. I mean, it's the same with Daniel Craig with me. He liked me, but then I went and sat down next to him and he thought, oh, that's a bit much. So I wanted to be his mate then. I think but I, he was laughing yeah. at my jokes and, you know, I, I'd worked at Guinness. So he was asking me a lot about Guinness so he thought I was alright, but at the end I was like, why don't I try and be mates with Daniel Craig? <laughs> so, you know, but he loved you and it didn't matter the one dollar bill. It didn't it's matter. Funny. It didn't matter. I would never have a go at him. I would never it would never be complaining or trying to embarrass him or anything. Right. I, I don't care whether he knew what he was doing. He very clearly thought what he was doing was above and beyond. I know, are we top. me too in ourselves. You no, know. no, no, of no, course no. not. No. Because oh, you know I doubt everything. I loved I loved I loved waiting on him. Yeah. I loved the experience. It was all worth it. I would take that dollar again. I should have framed yeah, it. Should have framed it. <laughs> yes, but it's signed. And what's your favourite Connery films and what is it you like about Connery? The Rock. The Rock is your number one. <laughs> the shepherd bastard. I knew it, that son of a bitch jumped ship. Welcome to The Rock. I do um, like The Rock, even though <clears throat> Cage is, uh, you know... Yeah, he's the best thing in The Rock. There's obviously The Untouchables. You said you wanted to know how to get Capone. Do you really want to get him? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? Hunt for Red October, which I haven't... I never really was that into that one. What gives you the right to fire on my ship? Your signal said nothing of a torpedo. And then there, what's the one where he's going, I found the, I found the cure to the 20th century and I've lost it. And that's it, one with Zeta-Jones. That's Entrapment. And that's obviously, that's a great film because it has a sexuality of mm. uh, the Bond films. I can do this blindfolded now. Really? This absolutely necessary. Yes. Because you won't be able to see them. And, and I you will. will. Right. Trust me. And good she, she, yeah, good chemistry, and it was her peak. Obviously, she's objectified and all that. But you know, I don't know. I like sexiness. He's sexy as well. Yeah. So the, you know, she's curving there. around trying to avoid all the 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 um, security beams. Yeah. So what? But that's we enjoyable. are animals. It's an enjoyable film to watch. And people are looking at him, lighting up a fag, going Bond. James Bond. And, you know, arching his eyebrows and the women like that, I think. So there's entrapment, yeah, there's 
you know, obviously about five Bond films. He did Never Say Never in like 1981, 12 years after his last mm. appearance. You're obviously well equipped. Thank you, James. I'm all yours. He was obviously in Indiana Jones, and I've never been an Indiana Jones fan yeah. as the dad, but I think that was supposed to be quite good. The Last Crusade. Junior? Yes, sir. It is you, Junior. Don't call me that, please. I'm going to stick with The Rock. The Rock. With the Rock and Entrapment. I do like Entrapment, although I think it's a terrible film. The I... one with Michael Caine. I have your records before me. There's everything in them, from smuggling to swindling to receiving stolen goods to barefaced blackmail. Sir, I resent the accusation of blackmail. It is blackmail to obtain money by threats of publishing information in a newspaper. But what blackmail is there in accepting a small retainer for keeping it out of a newspaper? And how did you propose to keep it out? By telling the editor what I know about his sister and a certain government official in these parts. Let him put that in his paper if he has need of news. Here's the thing, though. I think what's good about him mm. is that, like, smirk and the swankiness and the sexiness and stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure that he's good as a tough guy. Seeing Canary. And when I say, you know, at my age now, I don't want to have a Connery. I'm not, have to change that. I'm not pointing at him. I'm just, you know, it's a, a coronary. It's a joke. I know. So I've always looked at someone like Connery and go, yeah, well, he's a man. He's got hair on his chest and all that. I mean, it's not what a, a man's supposed to be, but... You know, and he's not John Wayne. He's like a sexy kind of male figure. Yeah. He's not a, like gun-toting, yeah, get off my lawn type. It's oh. more of a suave, yeah, kind of witty, charming man. Yeah. But the other good thing is that we didn't know him. Who was he? What was he like? I like that he didn't have a Twitter. I mean, he was old. But I like the period he lived in as well. It was a mm. good life. And he died in his sleep. In the Bahamas. In the Bahamas. Yeah, that's I mean, great. I'll take that deal, as I said. You can't really beat that, can you? No, and... At um, 90. I don't know if men from this part of the world, they do they live to 100? No, it seems to be a lot of people in China and stuff and India living old. Maybe a white man with blue or green eyes doesn't. Well, if we pretend like this Chinese <clears throat> last night didn't happen, if we carry on with the vegetarian... No, we'd die, at, we'd die at 40 eating that. I'm trying to be healthier now. I mean, we have to, everyone, don't we? Whether you're young or not. Because I think food has become more and more processed as well in the last 20 years, hasn't mm. it? Mm. All this shit we've been eating that's in a, it's on offer in supermarkets in frozen aisles and shit. It is fucking shit. But when push comes to shove and you've had a couple of drinks and you wake up the next day, mm. you can't tell me that you're craving a vegetarian sausage. I know it. No, but I can do vegetarian sausage. It's chicken and stuff, that protein for lunch. I could never have meat in a breakfast again. So I'm just trying to cut that out. Anyway, yes, yeah, so it's time You're to go. You're not going to make it to little in time now. If you I'm can. not going to make it little. Little by little. Gave you everything you ever <laughs> Noel Gallagher, there he is. Um, so, what, well, Oasis. Oasis and Noel Gallagher are different. Anyway, so any final words about Sean Connery? Um, I'm glad I had that, had that experience. I'm not having a go at him. It was very enjoyable. Um. I, yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm having a good... It's a no. good story, though. He tipped you a one. He tipped me a one. And he was so proud of it. He was so proud of it. Yeah, but I don't know if he was proud of giving you the tip. I think he was just happy that he'd had a good dinner and he was being nice to you. I don't think as well, as a Brit, and now you New Yorkers and that think we're arseholes and we're tight and we're not going to tip and all that. But 
I don't think a lot of people... And I lived on tips to pay the rent, didn't I, in 2010, 11, 12? Well, you but, don't. But you don't tip. But it's a different... Concept. No, but, yeah, the thing is, it's a tip, though. It's because your owner of the bar is not paying you, you know. And I don't think Sean Connery would have been fully, fully in with the must-be-20% vibe. And when I used to crack open bottles of Beck's, and I expect a dollar, it's bollocks, really, isn't it? For... A bottle of Beck's costs them $4 and they're giving me a dollar for what? And a lot of the time the bartenders had an attitude. I used to get started on by Irish bartenders in New York. Yes, so see, I'm not really having it. Brits don't understand this argument and yeah. I get why. Yeah. But of course, if if they all understood, it's because we don't get a paycheck in New York in yeah, a bar. Yeah, he doesn't know that. No. He might not know about anything about money. Well, that is what people said to me that night. They were like, oh, he probably doesn't know. He's no, Scottish. No. And like, and I'm like, well, he's lived here for a long time. But that's not the point. I don't think matter. he did live in America. I think he lived in Scotland. Well, he'd been famous for a long time. Probably. I think he had holiday homes. I think it's that other people were just probably always paying for him or picking up bills. or. I love him. And, and the, it's a good story. Yeah. It's a, I've always thought it was your best story, pretty much. Thanks. Shit. It's, it's a great, funny story for hospitality people. Yeah. But yeah, now he's passed away. R.I.P. Yeah. But it's not about him. It's just a funny thing that happened. I mean, I'd rather tell that story than say R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, let, me t- let me tell you what it means to me. When I first saw The Hunt for Red October. Uh, yeah, sorry. We celebrate birthdays, not death days. Or death days. If you've gone deaf, we don't celebrate that either. If you're gone death. Deaf. 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 Deaf, <laughs> innit? Deaf and deaf are the same thing. Whatever happens first. Yeah, it's getting dark now. And oh, we've yeah. moved and... Um, okay. Oh, he has another buyer. I have to get it. Hold on. Someone with a couch has another buyer. So we'll see you later. RIP Sean Connery. Just to end the podcast, I've been editing. Good news. Thank you, Pennsylvania. Yeah. What's the news? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have now won are, are now is now president-elect and vice president-elect it's officially been called by the ap and even fox news i think has corroborated it so we have bipartisan i was waiting in the edit of this episode to for this news so that's some great news let's enjoy this moment for those who support the person who won <laughs> if you didn't enjoy your life anyway that's the end of episode 42 Once again, smell every rose, enjoy every bev. Time to crack the champagne for most of us. See you next time. (laughs) Next episode is going to be all about Neil Young. Um, So for the younger listeners, if you don't know him, check him out. Neil Young, coming in episode 43. Have a great week. From Emily and Steve. Bonjour, USA. We love you, USA. (laughs) Bye.